0: Good morning, this is your host, Jordan Tremaine, and welcome to the Perspectual Podcast, where we explore new thoughts, connect ideas, and offer perspectives that may change the way you think about a thing or two. And today, we're going to talk about reading books. All right, everybody, hello, uh, welcome to the podcast, I uh, yeah, I am glad that you're here. Even if it's not like on the release day, even if it's many years later, I, uh, on some level in my mind, I try to create content that is uh, what I've heard be called as timeless, where it's not something that you need to listen to right now to be relevant. it's hopefully is relevant for long periods of time. So, you know, whenever you're listening to this in the temporal meta space, you know, welcome. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about reading books. Um, I think that reading books is cool and uh, it's helpful for a number of reasons. I think there's a couple of reasons that seem obvious to everybody as to why reading books is uh, a good thing. But I wanted to kind of make an argument for maybe a couple of reasons that are not so obvious as to why reading books is a good thing. But before we jump into that, um, when I talk about reading books, this is kind of just true in my general speech. Um, a collection of pieces of paper with words on it to me is not a book, like a magazine is not a book. Um, and even uh, things that most people would call a book, I wouldn't consider a book. Um, I am, I hold this in my head. I have this definition of something that's like called a real book. Um, And a real book has some form of substance. It's not like a repetition or a regurgitation of something um, generic. I think a real book is an attempt at sharing something new or a new way to look at something. This could be an educational book. This could be a textbook. It could be a story. Good stories attempt to share something new or give a new perspective. They're not there to just sell a million copies and be on the New York Times bestseller list. I think a real book is there to actually provide some amount of substance to the reader. And so when I'm talking about read books uh, in this episode, I am focusing on what I would call a real book, a book that has content, a book that you walk away from, and the idea is you're like, wow, that. I never thought about it that way or I've I've never uh put myself in that kind of person's shoes and now that I have that different perspective maybe I'll I'll behave a little bit differently around certain groups of people or oh now I know a new math concept like when you walk away feeling like you've gained something and you're not just entertained entertainment is a cool thing Um, But when I talk about real books, the point is not entertainment. The point is to gain something substantive that helps you long term. It's more like an investment type book. And that could be a story. A story could teach you something very important about human behavior or about how to be more self-aware or Maybe why something you're doing is not a good thing or something like that. So it doesn't have to be a textbook. It could definitely be a storybook. So I'm not trying to say that all storybooks are not real books, but there are a lot of storybooks that are not real books. There are a lot of like uh, different types of books, even ones that pretend to be information books and stuff like that, that I wouldn't call a real book because it's just regurgitating or, or repeating really generic stuff that you already knew or that was obvious and it's just there to make you feel good or entertain you or take up some of your time because you're bored or something like that so assuming you're reading a real book today's episode is about why that's a good thing or maybe you're not interested in reading or you're trying to get someone else interested in reading and this these podcasts aren't about harassing your friends to uh, read and, and do things it's just a way to share ideas but um, I think reading books is a great way to gain new information. I think that's the most obvious reason why you would read a book is to gain information. Even if it's a storybook, you gained you know what the story was about. You gained some information. Um, I think another benefit that is along that line, but it's a little more subtle... Is that a book is not a conversation. If you're reading a book to understand, you're not just staring at words, which is something a lot of people do. I think a lot of people uh, pretend to read. They get like the basic gist of it, but they don't actually like seek to understand what the author is really saying. And it's kind of like you study in in school just to pass the test instead of to learn the content. So, I mean, you did read the book. You did do enough homework to pass the test, I guess. But, like, next week you don't really know anything about this subject. A lot of people read books like that where they're not looking to absorb and incorporate the content into themselves and really wrestle with it. They're just kind of, like, staring at words. Um, I think when I say read books, I'm saying not only – read good books, real books, but actually read them. Actually think about the content. Look at the words and say, what is this trying to tell me? What is the author trying to tell me? And what do I think about it? Um, When you're actually doing that, it's it's this very interesting thing because it's almost like the author is teaching a master class. They wrote down all this stuff. They took all this time and effort to condense an idea into this well-edited, final form which is the book and you get to read it and you don't get to interrupt the author with your dumb questions or your commentary or your i got triggered that was offensive stuff because the author's not there you just have to read the pages and it is what it is and it's not going to change based on your feelings or based on your level of understanding or intellect if you're not smart enough to read that book oh well put the book down if you disagree with some content in the book oh, well, like the book is not going to change. And that's something that I really respect about books uh, and I think is a really good thing. It challenges you and you know it's not something you can make change. When you're talking to people in real life, you can do a lot of weird stuff to like manipulate them or peer pressure them or whatever to get them to change their opinions and say different things. But with a book, it is what it is. And so not only do you get new information, but you have to deal with the information the way the author intended it. You can't, I mean, unless you're pretending there's different words on the page or or lying to yourself about what it means, but the content is the content. And I think that's a really good thing. When um, you read books, you have to come face to face with what the author was trying to tell you. And that could be uncomfortable. That could be a stimulus for growth. And... Um, I think it's good to read books, different books, on a regular basis because it helps you get into that. But it's like the safest possible way to do that because you're not going to get into a fight. Nothing bad can happen to you because it's a book. It's just a piece of paper. Maybe it's an iPad or something or a Kindle. But it's like, if you don't understand or if you get triggered or if you get emotional or whatever at the content of the book, you can put it down and pause and get yourself together. You can come back to it next week or next year. You don't. It doesn't cause an argument. It doesn't destroy a relationship. You get to kind of practice coming up against information that may be uncomfortable without really any consequences because it's not a real relationship. It's you reading a book. Um, so I think that's a that's a major benefit of reading books. It allows you to practice dealing with other people's ideas the way that the other person intended. They're not like uh changing it or softening it up to make it appealing to you. They're it that's what the idea is. So you get new information, you have to actually deal with that information and that could um help you like, learn how to deal with, with new things. I think there's uh, a good amount of people who have trouble dealing with new things. And it takes time. Another benefit is that reading takes time. Even if you're listening to an audiobook, it takes time. There's times when I've like purchased an audiobook and I'm like, yo, I'm going to listen to this book and I'm going to learn something or it's going to be a really good book. And then I like, Look at how long the audiobook is and it's like forty-five hours. And I'm like, dang, that's a long time. And I was like, ugh. But I still want to know what's what this book is about because I'm interested. So I like spend the forty-five hours listening to the book. And to some people, I think that's incredibly daunting. It's it's a negative aspect of books. Like they can be long and hard to get through. But um and this is this is this podcast is my views in my opinions. So this is not the truth. This is what I think. Um, But I think for everybody, for some people more than others, but for everybody, like a lot of the stuff we do in our daily lives is just to do something to fill up the time in our lives. Like I'm not dead yet. I don't know what I should be doing. So I'm just going to do this. I'm, um, uh, I'm going to go to a movie. I'm going to uh, go to the bar. I'm going to uh, walk around the park. Um, and I'm not saying everything you do is some random choice to waste time until you die, but there are, there's, there's a good amount of, uh, time that is just, oh, I was going to do something, uh, just cause I'm bored. I don't know what to do. And I'm going to compare this to the audiobook cuz an audiobook costs about $20 and most of the audiobooks I buy are around 5 500 pages equivalent which is around like 45 to 60 hours. That's $20 for 60 hours of content if i'm listening to the audiobook it's probably longer if i'm actually reading cuz i'm probably going to go back and reread and try to understand stuff and like go online and search references and stuff like that but i paid $20 and i got 60 hours worth of an activity and that's substantial when if you're not doing that not only uh does the book have the potential to give you new useful information and help you practice this whole like learning thing because learning is a whole skill. But it also takes time, which is, what would you have been doing with that time if you weren't reading? And maybe you were going to spend it doing something productive like going to work or spending quality time with your kids and stuff. But I would argue that some of that time would just be spent doing something just to take up the time like going to the movie or going shopping because you were bored or something like that. And those activities cost way more than $20. So reading books actually, I think, saves a lot of money. If you can convince yourself that reading books is a good idea and do it on a regular basis, you don't have to spend all your time reading books, but it's an incredibly cheap way to occupy your time, and it has a high chance of benefiting you by teaching you something. So, you can do this really low cost, high benefit activity. And it's like unlimited. There's so many books out there that it's not like uh you can read all the books and then oh man, I don't have anything else to read. I guess I'll go uh go to the movies and pay $25 for a single ticket and then pay 17 more dollars for popcorn and then drive there and pay $15 for parking and oh wait, I need to uh look nice so I'm spray on some cologne and wear my clothes that I got dry cleaned and all like by the time you're done with this um to just go by yourself it could be a hundred dollars and that's you know taking some liberties but usually you don't go by yourself maybe you're on a date or maybe take your whole family and you have some kids that could be a four hundred dollar thing for two hours so in order to actually take up the same amount of I'm bored time um two hours for let's let's cut it down to a hundred dollars to be more reasonable because that's like maybe a dinner or a bunch of different activities can be about a hundred dollars and i'm going to add a couple of hours for the uh, prep time like you getting your hair done or you driving there and all that kind of stuff so let's say five hours so five hours of you going outside and socializing which is a good thing i think you everybody should socialize and it's it's not a bad thing to socialize but um it wouldn't be unreasonable to say that five hours of socializing costs a hundred dollars, and to compare that with a book which takes about sixty hours and costs twenty dollars, um, to fill up that same amount of hours, five hours into sixty is twelve, so twelve it would cost twelve hundred dollars to fill up the same amount of time in terms of entertainment if you're just trying to use time because you're bored to entertain yourself, um, which is way more expensive. So if you're trying to save money, reading books is a great way to occupy yourself in order to, uh, you know, stay in a place where you're not being bombarded by expenses. So that's a couple of things so far. You can learn information, um, and the information could be like textbook type of information, or it could be social skills, it could be self-awareness stuff. There's so many different things you can learn from different books. Um, It can challenge you. like You get different ideas from different people. Um, And it takes time. It actually... The the fact that it takes time can be a benefit because it occupies your time so you're not out there doing other stuff that could be way more expensive or dangerous or whatever. Um, And in terms of ideas, in a typical person's life they're surrounded by a certain bubble of society. The people that you surround yourself with typically have somewhat similar values to you or somewhat similar daily experience to you. And so maybe very new ideas are not something that are just going to come to you because you go to work or because you go to the grocery store, because you're doing your daily stuff. But books are a really good chance to get, really different ideas into your life because books can come from people that lived a hundred years ago in a different country that are a different gender that come from a different generation like books are so diverse and you don't have to meet the person you don't have to become friends with the person and develop rapport to get them to talk to you and explain a new idea books are just twenty dollars um you just go and buy them And they're very searchable. You don't even have to agree with all the ideas of a person. You can just search a certain idea and books for that idea or books from that kind of storyline will pop up and you can just go find them. They're very uh, accessible. And in this way, um, you can really expand. You can get diversity of information. Um, I forget who said this, but... um, uh, One of my favorite quotes is, like, uh, all my mentors are dead. That way they can never disappoint me. And that's a little tongue-in-cheek. But uh, when I read a book, and I'm talking about, like, I'm trying to learn something, I'm trying to get something out of, like, a content book, I treat the author as kind of like a mentor, where there's people like um, Adam... Smith wrote The Wealth of Nations. It's this really long book on how economies work, and it's arguably the first uh, organized economics textbook that was ever written. And that book is super dry and boring, but it tells you a lot of information about how economies work. And it's basically like getting to sit down for 60 hours with one of the smartest minds that has ever worked on economy and have him tell you everything that he thinks is important. So, it's like he was one of my mentors, even though he died way before I was born. And I treat it like, man, this is such a golden opportunity. Like, it's like being able to sit down with the president or with like uh, Elon Musk or something like that and like ask them questions about their field and then tell you. That's what reading a book from an expert is. And that's such a great opportunity that if you read enough books like that, it's like you hung out and like absorbed, like they say, um, Tell me who your five closest friends are and I'll tell you what your future looks like. Uh, If you spend time reading books that are like high quality, good content and like you trying to learn from them and grow from them, it's like you were, it's almost like you were hanging out with those people. It's not exactly like that because you don't know all the quirks and stuff, but you get a lot of this information that somebody may have taken 20, 30, 40 years to learn and they squeeze that down into 60 hours that 60 hours isn't a long time. It's like you got the 40 years worth of knowledge because you were willing to spend $20 and 60 hours. And if you do that over and over and over, it's like your knowledge, like maybe let's say you're 30 years old, but you've been doing this since you were 25. You could have like this mental age of like two, three, 400 years old because you've, you've been able to learn all this stuff that would normally take Years and years and years, but you've done it in hours. And so it's this great way to like, if you don't have access to good mentors, go on Amazon and buy some mentors, by which I mean books, and read those books. And those books can help you to learn new things, to think differently, to understand why what you're doing is contributing to where you are or how... um, how you can figure out where you want to be and how you can make choices in order to get there. So uh, I think books are this very underrated thing because they're not quick and easy. They're not an Instagram post. But that's almost one of the reasons – I think that's one of the reasons why they are such a good thing. They force you to slow down. They force you to think. They force you to face the words on the page. And the words aren't going to change because you argue. The words aren't going to change because you don't like them. That is what's on the page. And by having to spend time to come to terms with that or you maybe have to read a chapter a couple of times, 20 times before it sinks in. Sometimes you read a book like when you were a teenager and then you read it again when you're 30 and it's a totally different book because you're a different person and now you can actually understand where the author was coming from or maybe you have some different information that helps you put some things together. Um, I think books are this really incredible tool for self-improvement, self-evaluation, Uh, investment in yourself. And um, this is just from reading books. Like, you didn't do any effort to create anything. This is you paying $20 for the privilege of other people's experience that's been condensed down into this uh, form that you can easily understand. And when I say easily understand, it's like, if you didn't have this book, it might take you 40 years to figure this out. And that's 40 years of trying, not like like on your 40th birthday it just comes to you. I mean like 40 years of you grinding it out and making mistakes and trying to figure this out. Um, and you could do this in 60 hours, and it's just spoon-fed to you in obvious language. Like that's easy compared to what it took the person to write the book. So... um, I think books are this incredible opportunity that are very economical. They're very cheap. They're very available. And, you know, if you want to read it as a digital book, if you want to listen to it as an audio book, if you want to read it as a page-by-page book, whatever. Um, but the actual act of reading books on a regular basis is something that I think helps you grow as a person. And these are real books, not like actual content investment books, uh, like an investment-in-yourself book. Uh, it has such this this slew of like uh, benefits that we don't talk about where if you read enough books from like mentor style books like I read this book from Adam Smith and now I know something about economies and then I go read this book by uh, Carl Jung and now I know something about psychology and then I go read this book by Carl Sagan and now I know something about cosmology um, you start getting all these different ideas in your head and they can start connecting in different ways or help you look at stuff differently. And you become this person that kind of has this support group of mentors or smart people behind you, backing you up because they've put ideas into your head. They've, they've helped you get to this spot where, um, now it's like you got a whole posse of people helping you to know things, um, to figure stuff out, to make better choices. And it's not like you're struggling to make choices and you just know stuff and it's, it's, it's great. Um, on the flip side of that, I do think as a little caveat or a little sidebar, um, writing books is also amazing. Um, Like, there's this idea that writing in a diary is a great way to help organize your mind and it's true. When you have to write something down, it's not just some gobbledygook that was floating around in your head. You have to actually put pen to paper and describe what you're trying to have in your head out into the world. And it's the same thing for writing a book. Um, Reading books is a great way to absorb information and writing books or writing in general is a great way to help organize the information in your head. So, um, as a little sidebar, I do also highly recommend writing books, which also takes a long time. So it's this like long winded exercise over time that helps you organize your thoughts and think more in a disciplined way. And then try to take different things into account, especially if you like have people that can edit what you write, not like your personal diary, but like if you're writing a book, um, if you have editors, they can help you, like, hey, man, maybe this didn't make as much sense, or why did you put this here? And it helps you. It's like this tool of communication, because now you've put it on the page. And um, we can point at it and look at it and say, what is it? It's not about you anymore. What's on the page? And it helps spark all these, these really interesting conversations. Um, so there is that. But back to the main subject. Um, reading books is dope. It gives you a bunch of different ideas from a bunch of different people. It helps you grow and face truths or different ideas that maybe you wouldn't have come into contact with or that are very challenging for you. So it helps you to be able to contend with things that are challenging. And it also helps you lead lead you in different directions because maybe to get a book, you have to physically go to a place you wouldn't have gone or, um, Maybe there's a part in a book, one of the things I love about the books I read is they have references. They have bibliographies, and they say, uh, you know, this, 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 this idea, and then they, they have a reference, and it's like, actually, this idea came from this other book that I've never heard of, and I would never have read unless I read the initial book, but now I have this this reference to this new book, so then I read that new book, and it gives me a whole different idea that uh, that I also appreciate. So it helps you, like, branch out into the world because a lot of books are based on other books. It's like this whole um, like tree where each branch splits into other branches and splits into other branches because nothing is like isolated. And it helps you understand how different ideas are connected and how different cultures and um, disciplines and all these things intertwine, which I think is a great way to help navigate the world, is to start seeing how different things are connected. Um and, yeah, I think I could go on all day about the virtues of reading books. Um, I think it's an important thing, and uh, I don't really see any negatives to reading books. Um, I think you can look at anything like a negative, like, a, like oh, yeah, it takes time to read a book. You could look at that like a negative. I don't look at it like a negative. Um, it's It's just kind of the cost of doing business, and I think it has some merit to it. Anyways, uh, I would say, lastly, in terms of reading books, if you do read books, you tend to be, I think, more open minded because every time you open a book, it's like somebody is telling you something. The author has written something that you're reading and you're absorbing it. You don't have this chance to put stuff into the author, you don't have a chance to talk back because it's a book you don't talk. I don't talk to books. Maybe you do. But um, the book can't hear you. So um, you open your mind and you learn stuff. You let stuff in. And a lot of times it's different ideas. And by reading more and more books, you become more and more open-minded. And um, I think that's a huge benefit. And I think that's such a huge benefit to the point where I try to hang out with people that read books. Like if you don't read books to me, that's like kind of a red flag where it, to me, that saying on some level, ah, you know, I don't need to learn new stuff. I'm good how I am. I don't need to grow. I don't need new ideas. And it's like, well, uh, I understand like, um, sometimes life gets overwhelming and you don't have time to do it or, um, you don't read books, but you listen to books. I get that kind of stuff. I don't have time or I don't find value in challenging myself and growing and sitting down and learning how to concentrate on something and complete a task. I don't have um, the capability or the emotional stability or the determination. Like reading a book kind of gives you all these things. It gives you courage because to even face an idea that's radically different than what you believe is hard. It takes bravery. It takes courage to sit down for an extended period of time and, and try and absorb something for an extent. That takes focus. That takes determination. That takes some amount of grit. Like reading books is actually a way – reading difficult books is a way to build character. Um, it's not like the only way to build character. But you, there's some books that like you can't read without like struggling – and you went through a struggle and you got through it that builds character and people that don't do that or people that go oh i don't need to do that it's like well okay um i mean every it's a free free country in the country that i live but uh i do think that uh it's it's healthy to challenge yourself on a regular basis it's healthy to go to the gym and, you know, gym, maybe like reading books, maybe you don't have to go to the gym, maybe you go outside and run, maybe you um, go to the park and play basketball, and that's kind of like, okay, maybe you don't read, but you listen to audiobooks, okay, maybe you don't read uh, physical books, but you have a Kindle, okay, whatever method you use to do it, but it's important to exercise, and that's what I'm getting at. Reading is exercise for the mind, it's like weightlifting, if you, if you read good books, um, or like when you talk about dieting, like, you need to eat, but eat good food. Um, There's certain type of books that are more like junk food, and there's certain type of books that are more like healthy food. And it's like, you know, I want to hang out with people that eat healthy food. Um, I want to hang out with people that exercise. I want to hang out with people that read books. And to me, over time in my life, um, actually, when I talk to people, I reference books like, oh, yeah, that reminds me of this idea I read in this book. And, or I, oh, that I've read this book and it, it talks about what you're talking about right now. So maybe you want to read that book. And the people that I typically stay friends with are like, they do the same thing. And they're like, oh, I have read that book. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about this part. Or, oh, I haven't read that book. I'll, I'll put it on my list. Or can I borrow it? And then they'll, they'll share books with me. And that to me is like so good because books to me are like ideas. And if, somebody doesn't read books and they try to go like, oh, I don't read books. Oh, why do you keep talking about books? Stop telling me about this stuff I'm not going to read. It's like that person is closed-minded. They they have proven through their behavior that they don't want new ideas and they don't find value in, in listening to other ideas, which I think is very dangerous, and I don't know. I'm not sure why it would be a good idea to be around that type of person because if you ever had a different idea from them – then now they're not open to discussing it, they're not open to conversation, and then you get into this whole thing. So, um, One of the added benefits of reading books, this is a long way to say that, is it's something you do, it's something you like, and you tend to share what you do and what you like. And when other people don't do the kind of stuff you like, it a lot of times can create a separation. Like you don't have shared values, you don't have shared uh, activities, so it's hard for you guys to click and hang out. And if books is one of that thing for you, it kind of helps protect you against people who don't read books, which I think are dangerous people. They're kind of by definition, close-minded. And for me, in my life, with my value system, it's important to be open-minded and to be able to listen and think for yourself. And I like to be around people that do that. And books, I think, are a very easy way to kind of start getting this idea of, like, hey, are you open-minded? Hey, do you go out and seek new information? Do you try to learn on your own? Or is that not something that's part of your daily life? Um, And so it helps me uh, maybe know who's better for me to hang out with and who's not So, yeah, I could go on and on all day. Here are a few reasons why reading books is cool um, and how they can help you uh, long-term find the people that are maybe better for you um, or not as good for you. I think people should have books. People should read books. People should spend time wrestling with new ideas. Um, Not to punish yourself. Not to make you depressed or anxious or anything like that. To... Help you understand that the world is bigger than you. Help you understand that other people think different than you, and that's okay. And sometimes help you understand that the idea you had was bad, and it's not good, or it's not the best idea, and here's a new idea that's way better. Like um, Sometimes the ideas can be very simple. Like, uh, oh, you're trying to save money, so you put money into a savings account. Um, But this savings account has an annual percentage yield of 0.002%, which is basically nothing. So you don't get any dividends from saving in this account. But you actually lose money because if you know about the wider scheme of things, um, there's like inflation and there's all these other things that make your money less valuable over time. But... If you just put your money in this other savings account, which has all the same government protections, it's, all, it's still FDIC insured, it's like just as safe, it's just a different company that uh, thinks it a little differently, then um, you can get a 4% annual percentage yield, which um, is $4 a year for every $100 that you put into the savings account which is way bigger than 0.002%. And while that may not seem like anything, like this is just an example of how a different idea can change your life, so it's important to be open-minded to new ideas. If you were doing the old way your whole life, and you put $100 in the bank when you were 20 years old, by the time you were 50, that's 30 years later, um, this is some bad math, not taking into account compound interest and stuff. But in the in the first bank where you get 0002 zero two percent you basically earned nothing but if you had that hundred dollars in the second savings account that owned four percent that's four dollars times 30 years four times 30 is four times three is 12 that's a 120 dollars that just magically came into your account just because you had the money in this other savings account and it sounds dumb like really all i have to do is put my money in this other savings account and then i can like have no extra risk but be able to get this $120 for doing nothing. Like that's that's a whole new idea and that might even involve a whole new belief set. Like you may not even live in this world where passive income is a thing or dividends are a thing. So this may take a lot of different learning and belief changing and idea shifting in order to get to this point where like you you telling me that if i just you put my money in this box instead of that box, it's going to make more money just because it's sitting in this, this red box instead of this blue box. And it's like, yes. Um, and that kind of information comes from being open-minded from learning, from being able to face something that's different than what you normally experience. Cause most people put their money in big banks and big banks give you 0.02 percent APY. And that's kind of the standard default thing. Um, and it may be a stretch for you to open your mind or, or, or face this new idea or open a new bank. and can't do all these things. But it makes your life a lot better. And that's kind of like a little example, I think, that I'm trying to relate to how reading benefits you by giving you new ideas. A new idea could change your life. A new idea could be the difference between $50,000 a year and $100,000 a year in your salary. Um, there's... there's There's so many benefits to being able to deal with new ideas. It could be the difference between a happy marriage and a crazy divorce. Um, And I'm not saying you will have a happy marriage. You will make more money if you read. I'm saying you're much more likely to be able to understand the situation you're in and navigate in a way that benefits you when you know things. And reading is such a great way to know things so this has been the perspective podcast episode on reading books man i thought this one was going to be a 15 minute episode but i guess not um i think books are great i think you should read books i think you should hang out with people to read books i think books are amazing excellent presents um like gifts that you can give to people Because what's better than an amazing idea that's clearly explained in a way that you can come back and reference later in case you forget or misunderstand? It's, like, always there for you. Like, so, I don't know why people don't give books as gifts more. But I think if you read a book and you're like, man, this book is fire, it's so good. Don't be, like, a petty betty and, like, buy books for people because you're trying to manipulate them with new ideas. Like, hey, you're dumb and you need to read this book. But more like... Dude, I read this book, and it was really dope. It gave me this good idea. I think it would help you, so I'm going to buy this book for you. Like, that's so cool. That's, like, such a genuine, nice thing that I think a real friend would do. Um, and But that only happens when you guys read books. So, yeah, this has been another Perspective Podcast episode. We're talking about reading books. I think it's great. I hope you read books. And, uh, yeah, aside from that, I think we're done for the day. So... You know, whatever kind of day you had today, I hope it involved some reading, Um, and I hope that it was real. I hope that you got an opportunity to experience reality, which is not always the case, because a lot of people don't like living in reality, and then they like kind of not helping other people to live in reality. But um, I hope you had a real day, and I hope that either what I'm talking about with books, you reading a book, or even... The content of this podcast becomes a good conversation somewhere down the road for you. All right. Take care.